Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of the Clone Wars Rewatch here on Nerd Herder. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne. And I'm your Herd Mom, Megan. And we are back to talk at you with some Clone Wars stuff. We've been pounding out some binges of uh, this show, trying to just get all caught up so that way we can feel safe, or I can feel <laughs> safe with you yeah. being at Celebration, since I know there's going to be some things and people cosplaying, and you're going to be Bruh. like, what is that? What like, is this? And I can't explain it, so we're trying to pound it out before Celebration happens. Um, but, uh, never mind where we're at in the rewatch, where we are together today, what we're talking about, uh, is some Gungans and Droids. Yeah. Um, there. This is an interesting one. We have a one-off episode, and then we have a little two-parter. Uh, and it's kind of a sideline. It's kind of a step away from the big action and the big stuff. Uh, and it's some it's some smaller adventures, um, but kind of fun. Um, it's we're gonna have some fun conversation along the way, I think, and everything. But it's good to take a break every now and then, mm-hmm. especially since um, the arcs coming after this are high paced, energetic, lots going on. Oh so uh, it's good to take a break and just have some fun with R two and three PO and the Gungans and. All that good stuff. Yeah. So, um... Speaking of breaks, how's your arm, John? It's good. That makes it sound like I broke my arm. (laughs) No. We just took a break today, and we got some ang. Yeah? Yeah. I guess you could call it a break. We got tattoos I I took a break and let someone stab me thousands of times with an ink-filled needle. You did great! (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it. Um, The end result is very nice, but... You guys won't see this for a little while, but um, we will show it off. I mean... You got. If anybody sees us at Celebration, they'll see it, obviously. But yeah. we won't post about it or share it out there. Uh, not quite yet, but um, yeah. anyway, that's our cat, uh, as always, Hi, trying Lydia. to uh, get in on the show. But she can't talk Clone Wars because she's a cat. Yeah, our main show this week was so quiet because we weren't at home. Yeah, um, we found a nice quiet place to record, which was nice because again, we've got. There's still a lot going on at our apartment complexes, which is annoying when you're. And that's our pet snake, also known as Coke Zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, we never know when they're going to be here working on things around the complex and all, all that annoying stuff. Um, yeah. You never know when someone's just going to open a bottle of Coke Zero. Uh, un- Coke unscheduled. I'm sorry. Unannounced. I was thirsty. Um, but anyway, so enough with that rambly bit. Um, let's go ahead, get into our episode. So... Uh, we're starting with our independent episode, our one shot, and that is season four, episode four, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Shadow Warrior. Yes. Cool name for it too. Uh, we'll Although explain that. It makes absolutely no sense. For we'll the story. explain that. <laughs> but um, the moral of this one is: who a person truly is cannot be seen with the eye. Accurate. Which is, uh, yeah, I mean, it's inspiring. It's also scary because when you think about that, no one really knows you but you. Mm-hmm. Um, even the people that think they know you, ultimately they only know what you let them know. So yeah. uh, it's a reminder, like, you know, who we are to ourselves is our truest self. And yeah. um, it's okay to not like that sometimes. That just means we got stuff to work on, and we all have stuff to work on. Yep, and at the same time, it also means don't let anyone, you know, not take yeah. it seriously. Yeah, and, and for the negative side, yeah, don't don't think too much about what other people think at the same time. Yeah. I mean, in some regards it matters, in others it doesn't, and just learn to let go uh, yeah. when it doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, just good advice. Um, so, but yeah, you mentioned the title. The title of the episode uh, doesn't really seem to f- reflect what goes on. It sounds a lot cooler than uh, anything that really goes on in the episode. 
but uh, it's in fact a deep reference to the story's inspiration. Uh, once again, the episode is inspired by uh, Kira Kurosawa, um, a 1980 film to be exact called Keja Musha, uh, which in, when released in English is called Shadow Warrior, and it's a film about a criminal impersonating a warlord. So I think I've seen this one. That's our plot. Um, so that that's what's basically happening in these episodes, if you've seen it, obviously. I mean, if you're listening yeah. to this, we assume you've seen everything. So we're we not, assume. We're not sharing things like, oh, you never heard this before. I mean, there might be some little fun facts mentioned um, that some people might not have heard of, but yeah. for the most part, we're just relaying it cool information. Yeah, yet so, again, Akira Kurosawa. Yeah. His work is inspiring people for years and years and years to come. Well, and that, and you know, when we did the Star Wars inspirations, you know, of film, um, that pretty much became a love project for Akira Kurosawa work because yeah. so much of Akira Kurosawa inspired this. In fact, the fun thing is, George Lucas produced this film mm -hmm. for Akira Kurosawa. Yeah. A fan got to produce <laughs> his favorite director's film. So. It's okay. one of those cool things, like, um, you yeah. know, that that's how ingrained Kurosawa is in Star Wars. So even yeah. though his films are a very different genre, yeah. they tell similar stories. Um, and ultimately, without Kurosawa, a lot of what feels Star Wars wouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, so and, and very much this episode as well. This episode wouldn't have what what is a really interesting plot, uh, if not made a little fun with some of the characters. Yeah, um... But like, it still takes itself seriously. Yeah, like we mentioned, it is a Gungan episode. Yeah, this is a Gungan-focused episode. Yeah. Um, but I love that, uh, that it's taken very seriously in the right moments. Yeah. Um, it's got Jar Jar, so it's got levity, but it's not enough to make it feel like you're really coming down from some of the higher, uh, arcs that have been going on. Yeah, for this episode, I really got some, uh... I can't remember the king's name, but... Uh, Boss Leone. No, I mean, uh, in... No, it wasn't Return of the King, was it? Oh. It was Two Towers. Possibly. Uh, Wormtail and the King. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a lot well, of those vibes. Well, and even visually, I think, um, it's Rush, Rush Lu, I think, or Rish Lu, uh, Minister Rish Lu. He looks almost a lot like the Brad Dourif. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, as much as a Gungan can look like a human. Yeah, I love that that was my first Brad Dourif movie. Really? It was him as Wormtail. Yeah. Interesting. I hadn't watched Mine was uh, obviously Child's Play, Child's Play yeah. yeah. But now, having seen his extensive, like, horror background, yeah. it's incredible. Speaking of Child's Play, what do you guys think of Mark Hamill being announced as the new Chucky? It gives me hope. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Um, I'm I feel like I'm going to love it just for that. So. Yeah. But anyway, so that was a sidetrack, but yeah. I feel like a lot of people are going to give it a chance because of that now. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were already going to, but yeah. knowing Mark Hamill's in it, I feel like I'm going to enjoy it now. Yeah. Like, no matter what happens, it's Mark <laughs> Hamill as Chucky, so I know it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, so, much like the last arc, there is some unrest between two symbiotic cultures. Uh, last time it was the Moncala and the Koran. Now it is Naboo and the Gungan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new guy in charge, Boss Leone, is planning to join the Separatists and join their forces to attack their forces to attack Theed. This brings Anakin and Padme in to help settle the matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's about it. 
Uh, after a meeting between everyone and Anakin and Padme are quick to call out that Leone is under some sort of control. Yeah, it moved pretty quick. Yeah, um, it was pretty immediate mm-hmm. that they figured, hey, I mean, there's something going on. They're only dealing with 22 minutes, so I get it. But, yeah. But yeah, it was, I mean, and you could tell pretty offbeat anyway. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that a necklace given to him by Minister Richelieu uh, was the source when they confront the minister and interrupt his communications with Dooku, Richelieu stabs Leone and escapes. Um, so Anakin comes up with a plan after just a very silly, silly scene of Jar Jar. They're, yeah. they're in the hospital, and Jar Jar drops the crown, mm-hmm. and somehow it ends up on his head. And because that's how Jar Jar works. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then he stands up. And everyone's... Oh! oh. Yeah, it's a very uh aha, like... You look exactly like that other guy. Yeah. Yeah, which, racist. (laughs) Well, no, it's on purpose. It's it's on purpose because, uh, you know, um, we talked a little bit about Boss Leone in the last one, but, you know, that was actually the legit reason why Boss Leone was created was because they wanted to tell this story and they needed Jar Jar. Nobody was going to think Jar Jar is boss ass. No. Um, Unless he, like, gained a bunch of water weight. It was right. just like... Yeah, became Super Kami Guru. Um, <laughs> Jar Jar. <laughs> um, but I yeah, so it. basically they were like, okay, we have to retire Boss Nass, because yeah. George Lucas wanted to tell this story, and part of it was Jar Jar needs to be able to impersonate the, the, the king, or the boss, yeah. the leader. Jar um, so, so there, there's your rationale for why Boss Leone exists, basically. I saw a goober fish <laughs> kick its butt. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Richelieu stabs Leone in a very unexpected scene. Yeah, it didn't kill him though. No, of course um, not. He comes back around in the end, but he's incapacitated, and they kind of need Boss Leone to be like, "Hey, yeah. yeah, I was under the influence. Can y'all just?" <laughs> I was under the influence. I was re- kinging under the influence. Redact everything I just said. We're not going to attack anybody. Yeah. Uh, so Richelieu is still trying to gather forces for the attack. But the plan with Jar Jar works. Uh, Anakin pursues Richelieu while Jar Jar and General Tarples, that's correct, mm-hmm. continue the ruse with when General Grievous arrives. Um, so yeah. In the battle, Anakin's captured when he is lured to Dooku's secret lair. Which, does he really need a secret lair? He has a castle. Well, he's not on his own planet. True. Uh, and he's taken captive, but why not kill him? Um, well, anyway, back at the Gungan camp, Grievous saw through the deception and attacked Jar Jar and the others, because Jar Jar, like myself, is not very good at vamping. Right. (laughs) Yeah, um, and it didn't help Tarples left him alone, but Tarples went to contact Padme, and so that's when everything kind of fell apart. Yeah, Jar Jar has the great line of, General, go do... That thing. That thing. That that thing. You know. The thing. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the thing. Um. So what what's interesting, though, and something I didn't really think about uh, until getting ready for this episode, is um, the f- <laughs> fact that there are so many um, hidden facilities on Naboo. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw one in the Blue Shadow Virus episodes. Uh, it was a hidden lab. And here we see another little hideaway um, being used by Dooku. Mm-hmm. And it, there was they were pretty clearly working on this, and I don't know why I didn't think about it, but they were intending to allude to Sidious's work on Naboo prior to being Chancellor. 
that huh. he had secret uh, hideouts where he could do his Sithy things um, while he was, uh, you know, still senator there. Hmm. Um, you know, nothing is explicitly stated to that effect, but that was their intent uh, because they actually conceptualized that originally Darth Maul's Sith infiltrator, um, the Scimitar, was going to be parked outside of the lair because it never really got recovered and you know, just wondered what happened to it. So, but they, they, they cut that, which I'm glad, because it would have been a very big, like, well, why hasn't anybody noticed that yet, though? <laughs> you know, that was 12 years ago. Yeah, like, like there, there's a ship out here. Did anybody know that? Right, like, but it would have been, it would have been an interesting tease for Maul, and it would have been an interesting, like, oh, this is not just a random facility. This has been used before. Yeah. Um, but... What do you think of the idea of Sidious and secret layers on Naboo and all that stuff? I like the concept of secret layers. I think more people should have secret layers. <laughs> um, I myself do not have a secret layer. No, you do not. No. Uh, the cats have a secret layer. Somewhere. It's a, it's a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're telling me about your secret layer? No. Okay. She's a talkative cat today. Yes, she is. But she's cute. I think it's really interesting because, you know, that's a period we don't know much about. We, we of course, know he's scheming and, and yeah. doing all these things. Like, he has uh, his lair in the works district of Coruscant. Um, so, it, you know, of course we think of that. Like, of course, yeah. he's Chancellor. He's they, But what about before that? You know, he, yeah. he's been working on this plan for years. Yeah, evil plans. So it's really interesting. And, and I just wonder... Um, if it's related to the Sith, or if it's just some random place he happened on, or... Yeah. I don't know, it's intriguing. Eh. If you found a secret lair, would you not utilize it? Oh, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, if I'm trying to take over the galaxy, yeah. That's, I'm <laughs> sure that's useful. What would you use your secret lair for, if you weren't trying um, to take over the galaxy? Yeah, mostly the plotting and the... all that stuff. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, yeah, the plotting. I don't have one, so I don't know exactly how to use one, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, mostly the, like, the secret plotting and communications and yeah. you know he's supposedly doing a lot of Sith stuff um, nice. from there we know that when he acquires a Sith temple after um, the events of Order 66 that that's what he's using it for he uses that for a lot of his Sith alchemy and, and his that's uh, kind of his hub for mm -hmm. honing his power Yeah, because um, that's a big thing with the dark side is you have to stay close to your connection with that side of the force which I feel like is, you know, we've talked about, and this is totally off from yeah. what we expected to talk about, but here, enjoy it anyway. But Yeah, we, talk, you know, so we started talking about secret layers now. Right, it opened yeah. a whole new, it opened a secret layer yeah. of conversation. But um, when we talked about our favorite things about Revenge of the Sith, uh, which you can find on YouTube right now, um, we talked about how, like, Anakin's kind of in this slippery slope of just keep doing bad things. Because if you stay bad and don't stop and think about it, and if you don't feel anything, you won't feel guilty. Conceal, don't feel. Right. And so that's a big aspect of the dark side is keep implying yourself to the dark side. Keep killing. Keep doing these things because it's not necessarily that, that like, oh, I did some terrible things. Let me just go turn myself in. But it is liable that it'll pull you away from the dark if you start to focus too much on that. Yeah. You know, you just have to bathe in the the dark side of what you're doing, the evil of what you're doing. Get in the angry Sith pool. So I imagine that's probably a lot of what Sidious was up to, of just, like... Because, you, I mean, you figure he's not using the Force, but he's got to stay strong. He's got to stay powerful. Um, so that's probably a lot of what he's doing in these uh, secret lairs. 
is uh, continuing to hone his skills and, and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, there's a possibility that that's where he went with Plagueis in it's order to possible that's where he Anakin. trained um, Maul. Mm -hmm. You know, or I mean, because you know he he was senator by then, so um, he could have been using that facility um, by that time. Um, it could be that. Um, yeah, there, there's just a lot of possibilities that I think are really interesting. And that'd be, you know, I really want a pre-Phantom Menace Palpatine book. Oh, yeah, definitely. I want to know more about how he started to order things. I want to know more about him in the new canon and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, get, get some more answers and, and create some new ones. Yeah. Um, as As is the way with Star Wars, you know. Yeah. We always, we always need questions in order to have fun in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hoping to end the conflict. Conflict. The Gungans do the impossible. They finally capture they Grievous. They made it possible. Yeah. They made it possible. They finally capture Grievous. He didn't run away this time. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is... Book, just, great job, guys. <laughs> Kudos to you. Yeah. Who could have thought? All it took was Gungan. Well, and I think that's the thing. Is like that—that that was Grievous's pride. He's like, you know, Gungans versus me. Like, what's that gonna do? Yeah. Like, you know, uh, and Tarples played on his pride of luring him into, yeah, show yourself off. G you know, have some fun, kill some people. Yeah. And ultimately, that's how he got his guard down. Yeah. You oh. know. Yeah. By the way, Tarple dies. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, we're yeah. assuming everyone that's listening to this has already watched it. So. Yeah. Um. Were you expecting that the first time you watched it? Uh. No, uh, but it also, it, it wasn't a big thing to me. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that this episode gave him a lot more mentorship uh, than any others. Yeah. So I did appreciate that they expounded on him a little bit. So it was kind of sad, but it's one of those things where it's like, hmm, he's oddly involved. He's probably going to die. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you know? that happens so many times in Clone Wars. Like, oh... One of my favorite clones is here. Right. <laughs> yeah, it catches you off guard. You will die. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed the fight sequence, though. Oh, yeah, it was a great fight. You know, um, and it's just, it's it's really funny how they, they do the unexpected. With, yeah. You figure, oh, Anakin will come, and well, I mean, you figure Anakin will, but technically, canonically, he can't, because... Yeah. And that that's another thing this episode does, is Anakin and Grievous still don't meet. <laughs> um, keeping up that uh, keeping up that continuity. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you, you expect somebody to come to the rescue. Not You don't expect the Gungans to pull it off, but they do. Yeah. It's a really cool sequence. Um, yeah, so they finally do what no Jedi, no Republic can. Yeah. And they capture Grievous. Briefly. Um, but Dooku needs Grievous, so they make a trade. Uh, the robo-boy for the angry boy. Yeah. With partially robo. Well, really, like, I get what Palpatine's saying, like, you know, Grievous is important to my plans, but really what he was saying, not. Anakin is important to my plans. Yeah. You can't, you can't keep him, you can't, he's got to choose the dark side. He can't, yeah. I can't make him. Um, so really he was rescuing yeah. Anakin. It was then that Dooku realized that when he said, as you wish, he really meant, I love you. <laughs> or whatever. Um, so, yeah. In the, in the end, although... So, Dooku and... I, I can't talk today. Clearly. I'm tired. <laughs> um, so, when aren't you? <laughs> hey. 
okay. Reality. Grievous and uh, Dooku, they finally get away, Mm -hmm. run away with their evil plans. And peace is restored between the Naboo and the Gungans. Yep. Yep, and that's the end of the episode. Yep, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a one-off, but, I mean, what did you think overall, though? It was weird. Like, all the episodes we're going to talk about today, I (laughs) felt weird about. I feel like this is the least weird, though. I feel like this was a pretty... Oh, yeah, all of them are incredibly weird. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I felt that this one was pretty pretty solid. Oh, yeah. Compared to the others, it's pretty tame. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... It was a roller coaster ride from start to finish. Yeah. I think it was just a nice little adventure episode where, you know, like, like let's just have a scenario that resolves itself pretty easily kind of thing, yeah. you know? Because um, it really has no greater effect on it. Like, you don't end the episode in, oh, that's going to come back later. Nope, it yeah. really doesn't, no. you know? They literally never talk about it again. And I think that's fine sometimes with Star Wars, though. You know, with yeah. the Clone Wars and just in general, where it's like, no, this is it. You know, this is this is the story. It's self-resolving. Yeah. You know, because sometimes it feels... It can be a little overwhelming where everything has to lead to the next thing and everything has to connect to the next thing and blah, blah. You yeah. know? So, like, having a Rogue One every now and then where it's like, yeah, it leads into the next thing, but it's also its own story. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this one where it's like, yeah, they go somewhere from here, but really, this is the story. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice just to sit back and watch, and that's it. You know, that's the story. Yeah. So, um, and that's kind of like what the next ones are going to be, but um, before we get to those, we're going to have a brief interruption from the banking clan, try and sell you some stuff, uh, but we'll be back in a moment. And we're coming back in with Season 4, Episode 5, Mercy Mission. So this is Part 1 of 2 of a little R2 and 3PO adventure. Yeah. Um, Yet again, weird. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Um, It's one of those where you wonder how this sounds to everybody else when they tell it. You know, when they tell the story. Yeah, and Lord knows, they do. Yeah, oh, of course, 3PO talks about it. Um, But, uh, yeah, of course no one would buy into it. It's It's like the... Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, uh, kind of weird. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the most people wouldn't believe a lot of what Indy has done, but this is the most unbelievable. Aliens, really? You in know. Star Wars? <laughs> well, not in Star. I'm saying Indiana Jones. Oh yeah. Like this is the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull one where it's just like really that. Ooh, that's yeah. what happened. <laughs> yeah. But it's, um, it's one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a criticism of good or bad i mean no it's they're, just they're decent episodes new. huh well it's just it's different yeah i mean well it's a 3po and r2 so you know it's going to be one of those kind of adventures yeah. um you yeah. know where it's just all kinds of trouble but of course r2 saves the day basically <laughs> gun fruit. pretty much um yeah so mercy mission this uh this is episode five the moral is understanding is honoring the truth beneath the surface the surface. I see what you up. did there. I um, see what you did there, writers. Well, I mean, just because you... Uh, I interpret... Well, h- how do you interpret it? It's literally beneath the surface. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I take it as, yeah. you know, regardless of what you think is or isn't truth, uh, coming to an understanding is honoring what someone else's truth is kind of thing. Yeah. Like, because uh, it's the idea of, like, you know, Wolf doesn't believe 3PO, but whether or not he believes, it's one of those things where it's just yeah, like... it happened. Right. 
So, you know, just because it's not my truth doesn't make it untrue necessarily. Yeah. So I, that's that's kind of how I see it. And, and that's just a way of being able to relate to people and empathize and be like, you know what, it's not my truth, but it is yours and I understand. Mm-hmm. And, and there needs to be more of that. You know, that goes back to compromise. You know, just be willing to let someone else win or let someone else's way be the way kind of thing. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so it's gonna it's 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 an interesting one. So take it away. Take it away. Take this madness away. I will gladly take this madness and put it directly into the garbage. <laughs> well, no. no, put it in the microphone. Okay, I will do that too. Uh, so we get an R two and three PO set of episodes. So you know it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Republic dispatches a relief force led by Commander Wolf. Pros, pros, bears. Crush Bash. Plus Bros. Uh, <laughs> yes. To the planet Aileen. Yes, correct? Mm-hmm. Is that the right pronunciation? Yes, you don't have sure. to look at me every time. I wanted to make sure. Uh, uh, yeah. It's been struck by terrible earthquakes. It's basically the California of the galaxy. <laughs> well, it's never quite explained what caused it. It just happened kind it, of thing. Yeah. They don't know. Um, it's interesting to see uh, a side of what the Republic might be up to without a war going on. Yeah, because, so. I mean, it's what the title suggests. It's a mercy mission. It's just relief work. Natural yeah. disaster kind of, like, they're just there to set up um, supply camps and yeah. all this other stuff and, and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, so Commander Wolf, though, um, one of our favorites, definitely, uh, mm-hmm. but he continues uh, to get a new look each season. Um, and with this episode, uh, he premieres his newest, his Phase 2 armor, uh, which is a little bit of a kit patch. But um, of the ones that we've gotten so far, um, you know, he's got the officer look, he's got two Phase 2s, and then he's got this one. And he's actually going to get another one in the next season, but uh, of what we've seen so far, what, what's what been your favorite wolf look? This one, really. I, yeah? I think he looks really cool in this one. Do you prefer the Phase 2 or the Phase uh, 1 armor look. Not just for him, but just in general with clones. I like the Phase 2 a little bit better than the Phase 1. They look a lot more detailed and very, you know, shaded. True. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like, yeah, I like certain ones. Um, yeah. I feel like some look really good with the Phase 2, and I really enjoy that, but, um, yeah, a lot of, uh, what well, I meant to say, a lot of, a lot look good with the Phase 1, but I, I, I find that when I'm like, ooh, uh, it's usually a phase two armor. Yeah, I get that. What's interesting, like, Wolf and Rex are, like, prima donna clones, because yeah. um, they're both very non-traditional. They, like, they've got kit-bashed armor, yeah. or at least the helmet. Um, so with Rex, it's a kit-bash of phase one and phase two. Yeah. Um, with Wolf, it's phase two, but it's also combined with... Uh, a helmet most associated with the reconnaissance corps, project like Commander Neo and such. Yeah. Like the the sort of sunglass like uh, visor and the very thin mouthpiece. Yeah, very uh, cool boy. Oh yeah, um, that was first uh, made made popular by Commander Neo, but of course now that Wolf's done it, he gets all the credit. <laughs> yeah, of course. He makes it look good. Um, yeah. So. C-3PO is there to translate, of course, because right. uh, the alien don't speak basic. And he actually does his job. Yes, he does his job. He does it. Yeah, he translates. <laughs> um, and they brought R2 along to download something. 
I, I you just can't have three people without R two basically. Yeah, I'm not I'm really sure, sure what. I, I think it was like city maps or something like this, but I'm like. Yeah. There. What? Couldn't you just get a sky shot or like I? I feel, yeah. Again, I think R two was just there. <laughs> well, R two is the only astromech droid. Didn't you know that? Right. Yes. Yeah. We're just like Obi Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka are the only Jedi. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm not bitter. <laughs> give I us, love. I love all of them. Yeah. Give us the Tulls Jedi. You. Exactly. Thalmdama. Um. Yes. I. I yeah. love all of them, but I also love all of the unsung Jedi. That's why we did an episode about it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the alien don't speak basic. They are so cute. They're basically living alien versions of the rabbit droids. Like, their exactly. body their body shape is literally just a bean. They got these cute <laughs> little pot bellies. Yep. And even the chief. They got, like, crazy frog. Frog? They got crazy frog mouth. Yeah, they're very reptilian. Um, yeah. Now you speak of their mouths, though. Now do you know how to tell the male from the females? I do not. Tell me. It's their chin. The chin. Yeah, so if they've got, like, a chiseled uh, Henry Cavill chin, that's a male. And if they've got very soft, round uh, Scarlett Johansson cheeks, then they're females. Adorable. Mm-hmm. I like your <laughs> your chin I'm trying to give cheeks. the... It's an audio medium, so I'm trying to give the visuals. But, yeah, thicker, chunkier, male. You know, small and smooth, female. Ah. I'm small and smooth, female. There you are. Um, so, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about the Alinas. Oh, that's my thing. Yeah, it's your thing. Uh, yeah, they've <laughs> shown up before. Um, they were in Revenge of the Sith, um, like, for two seconds. Um, really, you see more of the cancels, which are the little... Well, not they're little. They're, not, they're giant. Uh, giant dragonfly things. Yes. Um, we've seen those before on Teth, Nalhutta, Rhodia. Um, basically, whenever they need some creature to make it feel exotic, <laughs> yes. they put a cancel in there. Yeah, it's always either a cancel or, like... One of the droids that looks that has the big bug eyes. Oh yeah, when they, yeah, like that's the that's the background. Like, oh, yeah. let's give it some flavor. Oh yeah, let's let's put a little stank on this one. <laughs> right, it's like you know this needs to feel more homely. I'll just put an RA seven in the back. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jeez. But uh, yeah. So there you go. There's actually a, an Alenian Jedi in Legends, Sweet Choi. Um, he was tiny and had a little green saber. And his commander, oh man, who was it? I can't remember, but uh, it came in a two-pack, I remember. I loved this little dude. He was just adorable. Yeah. Um, but yeah. He's a cutie. We there love tiny, bean-shaped characters. Um, there was also an Alenian in the pod race in The Phantom Menace. The one that crashes into oh, the, the rock. Oh, I got the that The one that goes... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, he blows up. My favorite one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... As you'd expect, as per usual, uh, with these situations, R2 and 3PO get distracted. Right, yeah. Because they are those people. Um, when the alien people show them a path leading underground, which has had its barrier breached by the earthquakes. Uh, yeah. So, it's kind of reminiscent of this thing in, um, the Genosian art, where it's like, you know, hey, look at this opening, and then, you know... Yeah. And then the adventure begins. Yes. Um, but no zombies in this one. Yeah, it kind of looks like a big gold coin. It. Yeah, um, yeah, I get a lot of... I was trying to look up to see if this was an influence, but I, I couldn't find anything. But I, I get a lot of Az- Aztec vibes Yeah. from the culture and um, the design of things and, and certainly yeah. the motif of the, the 
the coin door thing. Yeah. You know, it's a big, it's a big floor door basically, but it's like a coin. Um, and on there, it actually depicts a lot of art, like you would see with Greek tragedies and all this other stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it shows a big tree with Alenians in the limbs with the king at the center. Uh, but then at the base of the tree, the roots lead down uh, to a stairwell to the underworld, which mm -hmm. kind of alludes to... I wish it would have gotten a little more featured because you can actually see from the concept art a much better look, and it's very beautiful, but you really don't see that um, yeah. throughout the episode. You get, like, two seconds out of it. Yeah, and and that's the crazy thing with so much of the stuff. It's like they worked so hard on these animations, and then, like, you know, where is it? Oh, it's that tiny speck in the back right there. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it's very beautiful, and it seems to tell us a little bit about what's going on, but we find out more when 3PO and R2 actually get underground. Yes. As per usual, one does not simply walk into Floridor. <laughs> um, no, one must fall. Yeah, 3PO falls in, because yeah. he's that guy. Um, and R2, of course, goes in after him, because they're married. Um, <laughs> and soon, the dark, the, dark tapes, the dark caves turn into a weird underground version of Pandora. Uh, it's got... or. Felucia? Yeah. Felucia yeah. works. You, you can I got make it. that reference. I got it that time. <laughs> you can make that reference. Um, with glowing plants and such. Uh, there's a whole world down there, and people are there too, kind of. <laughs> Tree people. Tree people. Their, leader, sure. their leader's named Treebeard, and he's voiced by John Rhys-Davies. Yes. <laughs> no. You're pretty sure what? I'm pretty sure I sang that when we saw that. Oh, yeah, you've sang it a few times since we watched these episodes. It's stuck in my head. I don't know what's going um, on. So, well, they're called uh, Kendala, which is a lot uh, less cool than... Uh, is it... It's... Ents? Ents. Ents. Yes. I just bought a tree beard recently. Yes, you did. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, they're tree people. They're, like, living plants or something, and... The air above is toxic to them. The air below is toxic to the Aleens. Uh -huh. um, Hence the earthquakes. Right. So, and now, well, kind of, I don't know. Like, they they don't really, again, explain the earthquakes, but the earthquakes caused the breach. Yeah. And so, the gas is making the Aleens sick. The air is making the Kandalo sick. I guess, like, the initial earthquake was caused just naturally. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be what mm -hmm. happened. Um, and after that, it's... With the opening breached, it's, it seems to insinuate that more is hap more unbalance is happening on the planet. Yeah. So, now, what do you think is the... Because, I mean, really, we don't get much more than, oh, we live down here, their air kills us, so yeah. can you shut the door? Uh, but yeah. what do you think's the story here uh, between the Kandalo and the, the uh, Aline? Well, you know how, like, you wake me up sometimes, and I'm really angry at you? You mean every morning? Yes. <laughs> and I come out from under my uh, blanket fort to yell at you? Mm-hmm. I think like that. Well, but how did they get there? Like, how did we get to where, obviously right now they're the grumpy people under the blanket, but <laughs> before that, how did they get, how do you think they got there? What do you think is, have they always been there? Did the lean just move in? Like, because... The Aline's art seems to insinuate a history. I don't know. Photosynthesis? You can't just say big words. <laughs> <laughs> and make that the thing. Uh, fiduciary? Nope. Still doesn't work. Uh, You're not getting out of this. Agamemnon. You can come up with a real answer. I don't know. I guess the Kindalo were there first, and the Aline probably moved in after them. 
do you think, knowing your little pudgy bean boys, do you think they drove them underground? Or do you think they were just like, oh no, you stay there, kind of? I think they're too cute for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think they couldn't do anything to anyone. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Like, um, they've got spears and stuff, but I don't think they could hurt anyone. So maybe they just moved in and were like, don't worry, we'll keep the door shut. Yeah. And just went from there. Yeah, but they forgot. Well, the earthquakes. I yeah. mean, not their fault. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really, it's interesting to have that kind of relationship going on because it's, it's just, it's very unique. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Kandala tell the droids to speak with Orphine. Orphine. Orphney. Orphney, yes. Morphine. I did not misspell it. It's Orphney. Orphney. Uh, <laughs> that she will know what to do, as, you know, all smart men know. Right. Go see, go go see, see the, the wise witch. Orphney. <laughs> uh, Orphney. Why is this so hard? <laughs> what, was the, what was the one you had? Oh, it was uh, Nosarai. I'm going to call her Cindy. Sure. Cindy. <laughs> Whatever works for you. Uh, so Cindy appears to the droids, manifesting in these little cute sprites that kind of look like Zelda fairies. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, the same sprites that we saw attracted to 3PO earlier, but she is not a sprite. No. She is a beautiful, beautiful frog lady. Yeah, she yeah, she is a frog lady, and um, Dave Filoni has specifically said she is real. She's not some weird manifestation. It, yeah, but... they weren't just high. <laughs> yeah, they weren't just on robo-drugs, but... Um... Yeah. They weren't robo-tripping. Uh, he kind of alludes to her having a connection like the Night Sisters do, where it's much more magic and fantasy yeah. than spiritual, like it is with the Jedi. Yeah. But that she in some way has a connection with some other realm. Yeah, I mean, if a, if a Jedi can go invisible, I don't see how it's any more far-fetched. Like, you told me about a Jedi in Legends. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, in Legends, yeah, but, like, that's stupid. Hey. I mean, I'm sorry. Cloak of give me a cloak of invisibility. I'd believe that, but yeah. um, uh, but yeah. So it's like this weird. She hasn't. She has a unique connection to the force, supposedly. Yeah. Um. So the dro she gives the droid boys a riddle to help them escape, basically saying that if they can figure it out, then they were meant to escape. Which is basically like you know, if you can't find your kid in the grocery store you probably didn't want them to begin with <laughs> well i mean not quite but she's not wrong like if you're meant to escape you will yeah kind of thing like you know i mean basically saying if the force wills it but from her perspective it's not the force yeah uh she tells them of the upset balance between the above and the below world because of the breach so once they figure out the riddle and escape uh by the way the answer to the riddle is a river and R2 totally figures figures it out before yeah, of C3PO. Course. But of course 3PO thinks he did it. But yeah, it's a very um uh yeah. it's a very fifth element kinda like Oh yeah. You know, oh, there's the, water. Let me Yeah, the put fifth some element water. was love. Like what would they have done though without like R2 had like, Yeah, he just walked over and peed on it. <laughs> he had coolant, like so peed on it. There you go. Uh all right, Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> um but like what would a normal person have done? Like, just... Peed on it. <laughs> <laughs> I get Okay. Like, straight up. <laughs> That's the answer. Uh, yes. Yeah, so they figured out the riddle, and they escape, thanks to R2. Um, and they quickly close the seal to restore peace between the worlds. And, of course, 
in the end, no one, especially Wolf, believes the droids' adventures. But they aren't done just yet. Yes, this is just uh, episode, episode one. But um, yeah, it. Uh, Wolf is just. I feel. I feel for him. Um, so, yeah, I feel for him because it, it's interesting to be stuck with R two and three people like that. Oh yeah. And nobody's going to believe their next adventure either because I think their next one's a little bit. I didn't. Weirder. Uh, I mean. You know, getting going underground, meeting a lady that tells you, shut the door, eh, it's <laughs> yeah. not too believable. Yeah. You know, uh, hasn't anybody ever told you to shut the dang door? Um, okay, Brendan Urie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the next one we get a little bit more out there with Season 4, Episode 6, Nomad Droids. Uh, the moral of this one is, and this should sound familiar to everyone, who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him? Yes. The point is, you're both fools. Everyone should know this Choose one. not to be a fool. Yeah, don't yeah, be dumb. Yeah, obviously, it's quoting Obi-Wan, which I appreciate that every now and then they're not afraid of using a Star Wars quote, uh, because sometimes mm -hmm. someone's already said it well enough, uh, and yeah. this is one of those ones where it's like, you know, just don't be a fool, because... Whether you're the fool leading or the fool following, you're both fools. Yeah. It's not better to be one or the other. Yeah. It's you like know. the uh, advice my dad used to give me. Just mm -hmm. don't be dumb. Yeah. That's solid advice. I mean, yeah. bare bones and simple, but yeah, that, that'll get you far. Just don't be dumb. Mm -hmm. um, but what is the definition of dumb? That's always the question. Common sense. Well, yeah, but my or common sense isn't yours. That's that's what's wrong with the world today. Is my opinion of what's right and wrong isn't what other people's is. So you know that's how we get into the mess of, you know, don't be dumb. Well, define dumb because what I thought I did was pretty smart. <laughs> I mean, you've met people like that. Yes, I have. You know, so it's like we've met a lot of. Well, I mean, we we've even been been those people at times in our lives where it's just like oh, yeah. I thought I did a pretty good job. Yeah, no, that was terrible. I was a don't dumb do that kid. Again. <laughs> so, but at the end of the day, just. Use common sense, I think, is the biggest thing. Don't be the fool either way. Don't mm -hmm. be the fool to follow or the fool to lead. Just be wise, yes. uh, I think, is what Obi-Wan would, would, would tell you. Mm -hmm. So the episode opens with 3PO and R2 convincing, trying to convince Padme of their misadventures. Yeah, trying. <laughs> trying. Of course, first of all, she doesn't care in general, but now you're telling no, her a stupid not. story, so of course she doesn't care. No. I mean, that's not a criticism of Padme. None of us would care. It's like, okay, okay, all right, sure, yeah. uh, whatever. Go get me some jugan fruit, please. <laughs> I mean, for Pete's sake, she's got the Senate banquet coming up. Exactly. As usual. Exactly. It's always a banquet. There's always Just a party. Like, that's the thing. Like She's like, ugh. 3PO, I have to get ready for this party. Right. Hurry back now. Yeah. Bring the jugan fruit. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. So, while doing so, while on their way back to home base, uh, their cruiser is attacked by who other than General Grievous. <laughs> right. Because there's not enough characters. Um, so, we get a little bit of an intervention by Master Adi Gallia who is nice to see sometimes, and the clones, uh, they attempt to hold him off, and in the fray, our droids yank a Y-wing to escape. Yeah, so in the end of the episode, Wolf was talking about, like, they're going to meet up with Adigalia and offload the droids yes. to their cruiser, because apparently they were on their way back to Coruscant. Mm -hmm. That's what's happened in between these two episodes yeah. to get them here now. Um, and, yeah. yeah, now they've escaped with a Y-wing. <laughs> Um, but they are shot down by a persistent vulture droid and crash on the nearby planet Petite. Petite? 
Patiti Patuna. Yep. Uh, so as 3PO and R2 explore, we get a great shot of them being watched. Um, and the natives finally decide to attack. The camera tracks them and reveals that they are actually just very tiny. It was really good camera work there. It was great camera um, work. You know, obviously it's an imaginary imaginary camera in this instance, but to, yeah. to be... Horse perspective. That reveal is really interesting where, you know, they're just running up and you're following them and they get smaller and 3PO and R2 get bigger and then you have your, your, your reveal. Yeah. They're tiny people. It's very Gulliver's Travels. Yes, so funny you mentioned that. So the petitites, um, which is a bit of a reference to their petite size, uh, but the species itself is a reference to the brownies from Willow, um, and the sequence of big people being tied down by little people isn't new, as you mentioned, Gulliver's Travels. But also, within Star Wars, um, Wicket was tied down in the Ewok animated series. Um, it's it's a weird trope that is often used. If, if something's bigger than you, just tie it down, apparently. Of course. Uh, that's how you. That's how you win. <laughs> yeah, uh, tiny people. Uh, they attack, which means that the big ones are obviously tied up. Yeah. Don't underestimate small people. Well, I think they would have been fine. It was just it was three PO and R two. Well, yeah. they have like electrocuting staffs though of some sort. I think that's yeah. how they. They, like, they kind of tase them, I think, is how they get them. Yeah, they tase them and knock them out. Um, and they call on their great leader to decide what to do with the big droids. Uh, droids? Droids. The great Hezu. The great Hezu. The great Hezu will know what to do with them. He is hilarious and annoying. <laughs> which <laughs> right. is common. Yeah, he, uh, like, he's funny, he's got a funny voice, but he, yeah, you're meant to be annoyed by him. Yes, Absolutely. Um, and he orders the big ones to be released. Um, R2 isn't really feeling them, though, and he just falls on them. Well, he does No. R2, uh, what, he's, he's, <laughs> R2 wants to, uh, but 3PO's like, no, no, don't do that. But then 3PO bumps him. Yes. It's an accident, but R2 ain't complaining. Although he, he, the blood stays on there the rest of the episode, it's though. It's very the, funny. Yeah, the green blood. Um. But yeah, they uh, they just squished a dude. <laughs> yeah, they just squished the great Hezu, yeah. and that's the end of them. Yeah. Um, and afterwards, the people want 3PO to be their leader for some reason. What is it with I little species know. and wanting 3PO to rule? I know, right? Like, what? Like, you have He's the Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, you have the Ewoks. I mean, even the Aliens loved him. Yeah. It's like, what is it with 3PO? He's, a, he's big and he's shiny. Apparently. That's, that's attractive. Yeah. Um, so he encourages them to be a democracy, and he bring. it's so funny, he brings forth, like, hey, uh, who is the smartest and the... Wisest the, the wisest. and the compassionate or whatever, yeah. like, he, you know, basically, who are, who are the three best? Yeah, pick from those three. Right, and he has them vote, <laughs> and it, it, you do, he did the stupid, well, he didn't do it, but it was yeah. the stupid, like, you know, just clap and scream the loudest for the one you like. Yeah. That's obviously. not an accurate measuring system. Yeah, people love to scream and clap, so obviously they're going to vote more than once. Right. So it's like, I mean, and that's the thing is like, clearly we see everybody clapping and screaming the entire time. So it's like, yeah. that is not like ballots, three PO ballots. Yeah. Don't let, don't let anyone. <laughs> I'm not going to make that joke. What? No collusion. Huh? No collusion oh, yeah. with the uh, 
with the Aleens. I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, it's not meant to work out. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work out. Man, that would have been funny, though. Um, yeah, they just end up fighting each other, and the droids take their chance to leave. Yeah. yeah. They kind of screwed up a society there. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, they don't get far, though, until they run out of fuel. Uh, they land on the planet Balnab, yep. which 3PO says is early in its evolution and life. Uh, while try- trying to come up with their next plan, the pair are attacked by some really dumb hunters. Just well, so dumb. Yeah, I mean, early stages. But, like... <laughs> they're so dumb. I mean, they've never gotten out the barnyard. I mean, this they, all yeah. they know is their planet. I guess so. Like, they're... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they, they uh, take them to their camp. Uh, but the, the cool thing... Uh, that I love about the planet is um, yeah, in the sequence where R2 and 3PO are just like walking around and then get caught by the apes. Or not caught by the apes, I'm sorry, but caught <laughs> by the people. You see a couple of like space apes, space monkey things. Um, well, they're called yeah. uh, Hestons, which is a really cool reference to Charleston Heston, who played Taylor back in the original Planet of the Apes, uh, where he was hunted by similar hunters with net gun kind of situations. Darn you all to heck. Yeah. You blew it up. It's 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 just a really, I love those films, yeah. so it's a really sweet little, and the, and the thing is, they don't say that in the episode or anything, so it's one of those lore bits you have to go and look for, but um, yeah, I love I love the little nod to Planet of the Apes there. Yeah. That's the only one you get, really, and it's it's really surface level cheap, but it's it's a good one. Oh yeah, as far as I know, that's the only like older movie I can get you to watch, is Planet of the Apes. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to sit down and think about it. But yeah, I'm generally anything older than the '60s. I'm usually put off to unless it's a very specific genre, yeah. like sci-fi westerns. That's really the only thing. You've never seen Rosemary's Baby, which is a travesty. I mean, I get. I know the gist. Yeah. I don't know. I know enough to not need to see it. It's still a great movie. Um, but back at the camp, we have yet another great leader. Yes. Uh, a large, mystic, and seemingly holographic leader named Albiduba. Uh, he is outraged at the sight of the droids, but 3PO tries to calm him down. But R2 really just ain't stupid, and quickly uh, exposes the little pit droid behind the deception yeah. in a very Man behind the curtain, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the people revolt and end up blowing up what is revealed to be a crashed ship, all by 3PO and R2 escape. Uh, yeah, I thought that was... They really didn't have a reason to be like, oh, droids, deception, let's kill them and blow everything up. Like... Yes. I, I mean, I don't... I don't. I felt like it was a little revolution. bit of an overreaction. Yeah, they're early in their revolution. Oh my god. Yeah, thanks for throwing that back at me. You're welcome. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Um, so, we, it, we find out that their batteries are low. Yes, that does happen. Yeah, Interesting. That, that happens. They're not like Wally. Well, I mean, they are electric, yeah. Yeah. Well, they are like Wally. Wally had a battery. He had a battery that was charged by solar power. Yeah. Yeah. But even he clamped out sometimes. Yeah, he did. That was a great that's movie. That's what I mean. Yeah, he had to. He had to. Re- even he had to recharge. Wally was great. It is a good movie. Um, that's a very underrated film. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say underrated. I think. I think people know. Yeah. I think people know. Do you know? Do you know? Microphone. Do you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, they end up shutting down in a very sweet little scene. Where 3PO's like, 
you should rest, buddy. You you go ahead and right. rest. I'll stay behind in a very like married couple kind of way. Right. Um. So yeah, it's convenient for weakway pirates who snag the droids and take them back to their ship, and put them into a droid pit fighting ring. You know, as you do. As you do. As you do. You know. I mean, like a protocol you, droid, you, an astromech droid. Right. Yeah, they'll be great contenders, surely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, do you, do you think with these episodes, they just wanted to be like, hey, let's tell some Star Wars versions of Gulliver's Travels, Wizard of Oz kind of stuff? Or Absolutely. What, what do you think is the deal with these episodes? Is they, or, you know. they wanted to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Filoni had too much cough medicine, mm-hmm. as is, you know, creative genius. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, yo, we should do Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> You know the Jack Black movie? Oh my Make gosh, don't even. Don't at me with that. <laughs> it was a funny movie, but it's not like... It's it, fine. Peop, a lot of people didn't understand that that wasn't a new thing. Like, that's a very old story. But, um... Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I guess... I, you know, I guess it's one of those where there doesn't have to be more of a point than that, I guess. Yeah. Where, you know, I mean, they just... Yeah. just like I said, I, I, I think they just wanted a break, you know, in between big things. Um, you know, and heavy arcs, I think they just... Oh, yeah. Very Needed heavy a pause arc. and decided to be like, yeah, let's have some fun with it. Yeah. And they surely did seem to have some fun with it. Oh, boy, did they. Um, lucky for them, the Separatists show up as they are wont to do. Right. Um, and they use the ship for target practice and capture the droids and the pirates. Again, lucky for them, Master Plo has arrived and he and his troops aren't there for them, but for Adigalia, who was captured in the attack at the beginning of the episode. It was a really interesting way to bring all the background stuff that had been happening back around. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you weren't paying attention to that. You were paying attention to R2 and 3PO. And then, in the end, it all comes around that mm-hmm. that's what ends up saving them. Yeah. But, nonetheless, in the end, they rescue the droids, too. And we can finally end these weird adventures as the droids are returned home. With a very dad line from Plo Koon. Just like, oh... I'd love to hear about your travels, but you know who would like to hear it more? <laughs> right. Wolf? Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, you know that was like punishment for something. It was punishment, yes. It, uh, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think they were pretty fun. I mean, could have been worse. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> as far as fillers go, that it could have been worse, but I mean, it's at least a fun way to spend your time. Yeah, we've seen bad filler. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we said early on, you know, we were going to commit to everything, every episode and all of that. But, you know, uh, as we've said before, I think, too, you know, even the Star Wars Clone Wars filler is still enjoyable. Yeah. If not weird. It's interesting. <laughs> um, you know, but it's it's nice that they get to have fun with it. It's nice that they get to make those little fun references. Yeah. I mean, because you have to imagine these animators and, you know, everybody was probably having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. So how much can you really hate it? You know, like... If I'm determined. Well, oh, yeah. Quite a like, bit. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of people determined out there to hate Star Wars stuff, but... Yeah, stop I mean, it, guys. Please, get a personality. I mean, yeah, but um, I think overall, like, you yeah. can just sit back and relax and enjoy these. Yeah. Uh, and get some interesting elements. I mean, like, the references are nice if you enjoy them. You know, if you're like, oh, Willow, okay, that's cool. Or, you know, yeah. like, it, it's some nice little references right there. And I think yeah. for us that's enough where it's just like, this is simple and fun, but it had a good reference to that other thing I love, so it's pretty cute. 
Yeah, we recently bought Willow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming up to an anniversary. They're apparently working on another one. I'm I cool think? with that. I don't know. Is Val Kilmer gonna be there with, you know, all of his I hope baby not. weight? I hope not. <laughs> I'm I'm over Val Kilmer. I'm he sorry. He was a great Batman. Yeah, that was it for me. That he was, was it. He was <laughs> great in Tombstone. Never saw it. You would like it. Probably, but yeah. I don't know. I've got so much Star Wars to watch. Yeah, it's my dad's favorite movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he loves Tombstone. I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> well, yeah, speaking of more Star Wars to watch, we do have more to watch and more to talk about. This is just uh, the first episode of the day that we're going to release and drop yep. on you. Um, this is just to help us catch up for celebration and all that. So we'll be back soon to talk about Umbara. Yeah, we the will. The next arc. Um, and then, yeah, you'll get the usual goodness from us next week with uh, celebration and all that good stuff. Make sure that you check out our YouTube channel, though. We're going to keep pushing that because we're going to be posting daily updates and other little tidbits um, looking at celebration from our perspective and all that other stuff, keeping you up to date if you couldn't be there. Um, and we're also going to be putting up our review of Queen's Shadow this weekend, so check that out. That'll be out tomorrow. Um, so yeah, head over to our YouTube channel, check that out, like, comment, and subscribe, all that good stuff. And of course with the podcast as well, make sure that you are um, uh, subscribed wherever it is you get your podcasts, so that you can stay up to date in your library. Um, and that way, every time you finish an episode, we'll post a new one just to keep you fresh. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, check it out there. If you can, leave a review, especially over on Apple Podcasts. That's where most of our listeners are. Mm -hmm. We would love, 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 love if you would leave a review letting other people know what you think. Five stars would be fantastic. Yeah. Share us with your friends. Share, Share us, us with, with your, your dogs. Share us with your houseplants. <laughs> Literally anything that breathes, just share us with that. Share uh, us. Because if you like it, they'll like it too. Share us with Sharon. Right, there you go. Sharon loves Sharon, it. Sharon, Sharon. Um... And if you like what we do and you want to help us continue to do what we do and do it better, uh, then head over to our Patreon page where you can um, look at the ways you can financially support us here at Nerd Herder. Um, you can join Rebecca, the awesome Rebecca, who uh, supports us already. We appreciate you, Rebecca, for what you do and all of our other awesome friends that share and tell others about the show. Um, that's a great way. If you can't financially do it, just share it. Just tell people about it that's great support that gets more listeners and that's awesome so thank you guys that do that and thank you for listening i have been your herd leader john wayne and i have been your unable to speak english herd mom Megan. <laughs> as usual uh this has been the clone wars rewatch and remember to skate uh, blah, blah blah you can't speak blah, 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 blah. stay scruffy <laughs>